experience um, since um, Friday when we started with the power night. And uh, it's been such a great joy what God is doing in the One Way Ministry in Grace International Church. It's truly been a fresh win. It's truly been a fresh win. And uh, I just want to take this opportunity out to thank my dear pastor for this opportunity to share the word. Uh, I don't take it for granted. Thank you so much, Pastor. I'm so grateful. Amen. I want us to do something uh, before I get into the word. It's always good when the next person by your side knows how much you acknowledge God. And I want us to do it together. If you're sitting, I'll love you to stand. Except if you're probably older, like more than 65, 70, then you can sit. Amen. Just hold the person by your side. Don't mind the person's voice, but just accept that the person is acknowledging. And we just take this worship song together. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. You are God. Sunday service, and um, even being part of the pastor's program, but this is my second time in first service, so I, I'm, I'm amazed. I need to start coming for first service. Who doesn't come for first service here? Okay, you need to start coming for first service. It's been awesome. Amen. Join me quickly in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 5, Luke chapter 5. From verse 1. A very sweet um, story there. We're looking at verse 1 to 11, so I'm going to be reading real quick. It says, So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, then he stood by the lake of Gezareth, verse 2, and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Verse 3. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, 
and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. Verse 4. When he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Verse 6. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. Verse 8. Oh, verse 7, yeah. So they signaled to their partners in other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell at Jesus' knee, saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Verse 9. For he and all who were with him were tarnished at the catch of the fish they had taken. Verse 10. And so also were James and John, the son of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Verse 11. So they had brought their boat to land. They forsook all and followed in. I'm going to be teaching on what I titled new experience, new demands. Somebody say new experience. Let me hear you say it very loud and clear. Say new experience, new demands. The word fresh is so very simple. It means something new. It means something new. But my attention is more on Luke chapter 5. Verses 9 to 11. Which says, For all his companions were tarnished at the catch of the fish they are taken. And so James and John, the son of Zebedee, Simon's partners, and Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now you would fish for people. And they pulled their boats to the side, left everything, and followed him. When you get an experience with God's word, when you have an encounter with God's word, it births a new experience in your spiritual life. Why did I say this? These men were familiar with Jesus. And all night they have talked, trying to catch fish. These were professionals. But Jesus said to Simon, he said, cast your net into the deep. And they caught many fish. At that point, it dawned on Peter that we just have to leave all we have and follow this man. Because there is something new about this man. Many of us get to that point in our life where we give ourselves to Christ. When we're talking about salvation, you give your life to Christ. It's always a sweet experience. You get excited. But over time, the excitement comes down. Why? Because you lose track of the experience you had at the initial stage. But Simon was different here. He saw what happened. And they had to forego everything to follow Jesus. A new experience, a new demand. 
You could have been coming to church. You could have been getting that moment with the word. We get so much great word in here from our dad pastor. But the question I want to ask is what do you do after that encounter with the word? Many people hear the same word from the same altar, from God's word, from different preachers. Even from the worship minister. But what do you do after that encounter with the word? Peter could have said, oh, we've caught the fish, let us go. But they said no. They had to put away the boats. And they followed Jesus. Some of us run our Christianity race like it's a religion. You run it like it's a Sunday to Sunday duty. Many of us think just because I have a quiet time or a prayer time in my home, that's all it takes. No. There's something sweet about having an encounter with God's word. You want to push further. You want to follow the man, Jesus, more closely. I tell people something. A clash with prophecy yields a new direction in your life. If somebody tells you that the Spirit of God is ministering to him, that you are going to be a great servant or you are going to be a great medical doctor, trust me, your direction from that moment will change. You start thinking towards what that person has said. There's something so sweet about God's word. You can't meet the man Jesus and not fall in love. I tell people sometimes during the worship experience, you can't get into the holies of the holies and something about your life would not change. In Nigeria, where I come from, Trust me, if your church is 30 miles away from your house and you hear that there's a happening miracle in a five-mile church from your house every Sunday, that will be your next church. Why? Because it's an experience you just want to be a part of. If you study the scripture, study Jesus' life in ministry, everywhere he went to, he came about with some with some funny statement. He says some people are here to listen to the word. He says some are just here to watch. He says some are here because they just want a miracle. But the best place to be when you have an encounter with the man Jesus is to take hold of his word. When God's word is in your heart, You don't run your life like every other person. The scripture calls us that we are the light of the world. When you are the light of the world, I need you to understand something. It simply means that there's a tendency of darkness around you, but you are going to shine out. It simply means that when others are doing things that glorify the things of darkness, your ways of life will be different. 
It simply means that when you are in church, you are loyal to service. You are loyal to the vision. You are loyal to the gospel. You are not seeing the Christianity race. You are not seeing your membership in church as just a weekly duty or you trying to impress man. When you understand what it takes to be a believer, then certain things around you will not be happening. I teach in the one way and I say, the scripture makes us understand, the Bible says, and this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name they will cast out demons. In my name they will lay hands on the sick. It's a sign of a believer. In other words, a sick person is not permitted in your family if truly you're a believer. It simply means that those sickness and disease should not be in your body if truly you're a believer. I said one time, I said when you give your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you. And it's not possible for the Holy Spirit to share that same body with a demon. Somebody say amen. So why will you run your life as a believer and certain things are just happening around you and you just like you don't still understand? New experience, a new demand. You can't get a hold of his word and still live your life the same. The first evangelist that I ever knew in the Bible was the madman of Gadara. After Jesus healed and delivered him, the Bible says he went to gather the whole city for Jesus. And that brings me to the expectation. What happens when you get that new experience? Do you just get hold of the word and just live your life like that? Do you just get hold of the word and just think it's a normal thing? The first thing to do when you get that new experience, or let me say your first expectation when you get that new experience, number one is soul winning. Somebody say soul winning. Say it like you mean it. Some people are scared. Say soul winning. Let's check James chapter 5 verse 20. James chapter 5 verse 20. Thank you, Jesus. He said, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Let me put this to you this way. As a child of God, you are a lifesaver. You don't have to be a medical doctor to be a lifesaver. You are a lifesaver in the sense that if there are still unbelievers around you, trust me, let me be plain, you are the cause. If there are still people around you that still don't know your God, you are the cause. Because God has called you to be a lifesaver. Soul winning is not until you carry the Bible and you start ringing the bell like they do in Nigeria and you start going from house to house. The society, the world has changed. We have 
too many means at which you can get to someone to minister the gospel. We all have social media. We's on Facebook right here. I think maybe pastor is not on Facebook. How many of us are on Facebook? How many of us are on Instagram? Snapchat? These are devices. These are, these are tools that you can use. As a matter of fact, let me shock you with this. Your lifestyle can win somebody. You are a believer. You are a child of God. But at your workplace, you are the one that is always causing trouble. Trust me, the moment you invite them to your church, they're going to doubt it. Even in your home. I tell them in the one way. Even in your school. Are you the type that it's always known for the wrong things wherever you are. You can't win anyone like that. God has called us to be a lifesaver. We're all called into the ministry of reconciliation. Be so passionate about somebody's life. I grew up with the understanding that you don't find yourself at ease or at rest when there is chaos in your family or when people in your family are not on the Lord's side. Don't feel too comfortable when your brother or your sister does not engage with you in the Christian practice, does not do the things of God. Don't feel too comfortable. I hear many young people say, oh, when is time? The same God that got me will get the person. God got you. Get that person. Get that person. You don't have to be ordained a pastor, a prophet, a bishop, or an apostle before you can win a soul to Christ. And let me shock some people with this. The breakthrough to your prosperity might just be the moment you make soul winning an important thing in your life. Your breakthrough can be tied to soul winning. It's amazing that some destinies are attached to our destiny. And they are waiting on horse before they can manifest. Don't feel too comfortable when there are people who are unsaved around you. You don't need to know all the scriptures. Like I tell in the one way, the most important thing that you can use to start out your, show, your soul winning is the spreading of love. Somebody say love. You can't be around my dear pastor and not feel the love. Am I right? Do I have a witness in the house? You can't be around him and not feel the love. One thing I've learned from him so much is humility and the spreading of love. Same with Pastor Hollis. When you are around people like that, you just get the love. You just want to do the things of God that they do. The second thing. Let's open to Romans chapter 8. We're closing shortly. Romans chapter 8 verse 19. Romans 8 verse 19. 
I have somebody there. Let's read it together so you can get this. One, two, go. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. As a child of God, you're loaded with so much. As a child of God, you carry God's spirit inside of you. As a child of God, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. It's a disaster if you can't by this time, as a believer, still cast out demons. It's a disaster if as a believer, you can't lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. It's a disaster if you are a believer and your society or your environment is still filled with so much darkness. The world, your society, they are eagerly awaiting the manifestations of the sons of God. We all come to church every day. We soak ourselves in with so much of God's word. We soak ourselves in with so much of, of, of great expectations of what we want God to turn us to be like. Many of us prophesy great things into our life, but you don't even manifest them. If I ask somebody right here, when was the last time you prayed for the sick and the sick recovered? When was the last time you spoke into someone's life and that thing happened? When was the last time you took up a challenge and you changed the whole situation? Jesus started talking to elders at the age of 12. At the age of 12, the elders were... They were amazed at the marvelous things that was coming out of him. You're not too young to stir up the spirit of God on the inside of you and change things around. You're not too young to go about hosting crusade for Christ. You're not too young to gather your friends, to gather your co-workers, gather your family members and begin to stir up the things of the spirit. You're not too young. Even for the whole ones that are here. You don't need a calling to stir up the things of the spirit. You don't need a title to stir up the things of the spirit. You don't need a position in church to stir up the things of the spirit. You don't need an announcement to be a change in your world. Many times I see some, um, some young people that they feel, you know, when, they, when I get questions like, uh, uh, God speaks to me, the Spirit of God speaks to me, I hear this, I hear that, but I don't know how it's going to start, I don't know how to do it, and I just tell them it's a spirit of fear, the Bible says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. You start out. Start out from wherever you are. Start out from wherever you are. You can start from your family. You can start from your friends. Eliminate the spirit of fear. For God has put so much on your inside. Let me tell you something. You carry the spirit of God in you. That makes you God. 
Everywhere you go, people should see the light of God in you. They should see the glory of God in you. You can't hide it. When I got to the U.S., I was trying to like, you know, you know, trying to blend into the society. So I was, you know, I was changing a whole lot of things around me. When you ask, are you a Christian? I'll say, no, I just believe in God. Like I was trying to deny things. But it was so amazing that for all those places I went to, many of them would just say, you're different. You, you're not just like us. In my communication, you're not just like us. A co-worker was trying to tell me, he said, the way you send text message, you're sending a text message like you're talking to the person in front of you. Let me tell you something. When you carry the glory of God, you can't hide it. You can't hide it no matter how you try to do it. The light of God is in you. You must shine. You must shine. They, must, they, they just have to see it. The best you can do is activate it. Activate it. Just do it. The Fresh Wind 2018 is an avenue to just communicate to everyone that is a part of it. That there's something of the supernatural inside of you. Don't hide it. Tell the person by your side, don't hide it. Say it with boldness. Say, don't hide it. Can we put up that scripture one more time as I close with this? For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. If the people around you don't identify you as God's child, then you are the problem. Did you hear that? If the people around you don't identify you as God's child, then you are the problem. The problem is not with God. The problem is not with God. And as I close this morning, I just want you to just bow your head at this point. Let's just bow our head at this point. And I want you to stir up something on the inside of you. Perhaps you've not been doing some of those things I said. You've not been engaged and so winning. You've not been manifesting yourself as God's child. You need to have God to have mercy on you. Begin to pray for a change in mind, a change in act, a change in attitude. Like I said, you don't need a calling to do those things. You don't need a title to, to do those things. You don't need a position to do those things. His spirit is already on the inside of you. You don't pray right now. That everything about you begin to change. And you begin to manifest yourself as God's child. Because for every new experience, there's a new demand. Something is expected of you. Simon left his boat and decided to follow Jesus. What are you doing with your life after you got that experience with him? After he healed you of that sickness and disease? What have you been doing after you got that experience? Begin to pray and ask God for mercy. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I trust we have been blessed this morning.
And uh, I believe it's been a time of rejuvenation, a time of introspection for us all in this youth meeting. And I just want us to pray for this young man. He's blessed us this morning. He's reminded us of things that are important, things that are crucial, and not just the youth amongst us, but the all amongst us need to take note of, because this is what the Lord has called us to do. Stretch forth your right hand as we pray for him. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We commit this your manservant unto your hands. And we thank you for your grace upon his life. I thank you, Lord, because you've only just begun. Use him like only you can. As a church, we release an unction on him. 